0: You're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, guest episode number 402.
1: I want to live out my life from who I'm being, not what I'm doing.
0: Attention, gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun.
1: Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you
0: turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed
1: full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz.
0: Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Moonheight. Hi there, it's Sue, and I am so happy that you're here with me on this Christmas Eve day. If you're listening right as this is released, that is. I always like to give you something extra special for the holidays. In the years past, we've had some Christmas stories from author Heidi Swain, an explanation of holiday traditions that might surprise you, a popular Christmas poem revised by yours truly to reflect small handmade business, and some other fun spins for the holidays as well. I'll put the links to my favorites in the show notes if you'd like to go back and take a listen. For this year, I decided to do something still entertaining but with the spin of providing you with hope for a new way of living in the upcoming year. Whoa, that sounds big, doesn't it? A new way of living? Yet that's exactly what you'll hear about right now. And this may be one of the best gifts you could ever give yourself to enrich everything that you do in the days to come. Teresa, I am so excited that you agreed to come on the show for this special Christmas Eve episode.
1: Well, it is so great to be back. And the invitation just felt so good when you said, let's do a Christmas Eve episode. I'm like, absolutely, let's do this. I'm excited too.
0: Yeah, me too. The last time you were on the podcast was way back in 2019. That was a New Year's show. You're getting like my primo spot here.
1: (laughs) I love it. I didn't remember it being the New Year's show, so that's awesome.
0: Yeah, it was the New Year's show because we were kind of like setting the stage for the new year, and that was all about the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. you know, and really diving into that. And anyone who's listening who isn't familiar with the Enneagram, go back and listen to that episode. It's number 247. But so much has happened since then.
1: It has.
0: You did have the real life process branded at that point.
1: I was just starting it. Yes, it was being implemented. I was using it with private clients, which is a life process that we take people through of kind of learning to live from rest, not rush. And how does that look different in a framework to do that with? And the Enneagram is still from a personality perspective profile that we use. It's still a part of it. And so the Enneagram is similar to like Colby. A lot of people are familiar with like Colby and DISC and some of those things. And it's just the tool that we use, but we were just developing out kind of in the background, our framework for the real life process. So from 2019 to almost 2023, we have done that and launched a book this year with the whole framework in it. And I appreciate the invitation to just be on this episode with you.
0: Well, it's such a special concept, and we were talking a little bit about it before we pressed the record button, but as you go through life, and especially, I'm going to talk to everyone who's listening here, as handmade creators starting your own business, putting something out in the world that's so personal to you. You do it for a lifestyle business, but we all know it's way more than that. (laughs) And then you get this business creep, I'll call it, where it takes over your life. You know, you constantly are thinking about it. It's like another baby, actually, when Mm -hmm. you're starting a business. But Mm -hmm. very quickly, and I've seen this happen to me, it still happens to me. My business takes over my life instead of being part of my life. And what I see With what you're doing is, it really helps you reground yourself.
1: I love hearing your insights from it because it's so fun for me to just hear how it resonated with you. Your listenership, your audience, is probably as close to like my ideal reader or ideal client as anyone, because it is those people that say, "I'm gifted to do this, and I know I'm supposed to do this, and this is my offering to the world." But then, (laughs) right, it becomes the end all. And that's my life story in so many ways. Like it becomes the end all, whatever we're doing. And so, yeah, let's kind of flesh it out. I'd love to hear how that played out for you.
0: This time of year, we're always trying to put some of our business aside if we can and reconnect with family, re-recognize what's really important to us, you know, whether it's religion, family, being with friends, the more personal side starts to get to come up to the top again. But the thing that I love about the real life process that's really resonating with me is the fact that it's making you look inside yourself about what's really, really important for you. But the result of it, there's one sentence in your book. And when I got to it and I'm like, this I have to read on the podcast because this brings it all together. Okay. So we've got our personal life. We've got all the things we do for work, all the roles we play, mom, educator, Volunteers, businesswoman, all of that, but all of that has to integrate somewhere in your life, right? And so here's the sentence that really brought it together for me. It's on page 144. Anyone who has or will be getting the book, and it says, "I'm now present to who I am being first before doing. So who I am as a person first before all this activity that I fit into my days. I still pursue lots of things, but it comes from a different place." A truer, more authentic place that dwells deep within my soul. When I read that, I'm like, man, like we don't want our days just passing us by without them being rich and fulfilling and intentional, which is a lot of what we don't do. There's no intention to our days. We just run through the minutes and the hours rushing from one thing to another. And that one sentence to me of the whole book is like, that's what real life is. Is all about the whole process, incorporating it and starting to follow it is that.
1: Thank you, friend, for just pulling out that one quote. Because if you were watching me on video right now, I always point to my belly. I don't know why, but it's when we're living our life from an internal place, not an external. So external feels like this is happening to me and I'm not choosing what's happening to me, it's just happening. I refer to the book, often I say, you're living with your hair on fire. Like you're just moving to putting out the next fire to the next fire to the next fire. And entrepreneurs and business owners especially live in that. And we become so used to it that we don't ever get up on the balcony of our life and just pause and say, gosh, have I spent the last year or 90 days doing what I would say matters to me? title of the book do what matters live from rest not rush and we know rest doesn't mean i'm going to go take a nap every day rest is an internal place that feels good that go wow everything i did today revolved around these areas in my life that i say matter business being one of them but not the only one so does every day or at least every week i kind of look at the weekly calendar have parts of it that relate to the things that matter to me the people that matter to me Many times when I go to a workshop for a bunch of business owners, whether they're brick and mortar or whether they're creative entrepreneurs, like your audience, and I say, hey, let's look at your calendar and then, you know, just pull it up on your phone, pull it up on your iPad, your laptop, whatever. And I'll say, what matters to you? Almost 90% of people would say my family, my friends, my inner circle, my team, almost all of them would say relational. Very few people are saying, you know, I'm really, it matters to me what the next product is I create. And then when I ask the deeper question, right, like, so show me where those things are at on your calendar. Then it's like, well, crap, (laughs) they're Uh not on my calendar. Like the (laughs) aha moment is like, they're not there because we try to fit those things in the nooks and the crannies and the leftovers I don't even like leftovers out of the fridge. I'll be honest. Like, And yet I'm trying to fit the things I say matter the most to me in the leftover time at nine o'clock at night after you finally got done doing whatever. And you're like, now I'll sit down and watch the TV show with my significant other or whatever. It's in the cracks. And I know you and I had talked at this time of year, especially, could we create a fresh start around that? I call them people blocks. (laughs) So we'll get to that in a minute.
0: We're going to get to that and everybody stay tuned because we're going to have a challenge for you.
1: Oh, yes, we are.
0: I had asked Teresa if this was appropriate and she lit up and thought, yes. So stay tuned to hear about that. But that has to fit in with some more conversation. But to your point about the calendar, I think unintentionally, and there's that word again, but what happens is we feel like the business things have to take priority because they're always on deadline. And a lot of Uh our personal things aren't or can be switched. Yes. And then what happens is they keep getting backed up and then they either never happen or they're rushed through or we're not even really getting the richness out of the moment because we're thinking about, dang, I'm having coffee with a friend, but I have all this other work stuff that I have to do. So I think the value of the moments also goes down. When you're spending the time there, gosh, you might as well be getting everything out of it. But it all goes to how are you planning on living your life and how does it work?
1: Right. It comes to, we call them components. We have four components that we talk about in the book. And in that first component, the internal work that you were talking about, the deep down gut kind of what matters to me questions. Once you've decided those five to seven kind of big rocks, areas of focus that you have in your life, Again, I think this is some myth that we've been taught that all of that can be done at the same time. Like I have five to seven areas that matter to me, and I should be giving attention to every single one of them all the time. Now, you and I are in a season of life, and many people are, where other things come, right? We have parents we need to care for. We have adult children that still need our attention. We have things that are going on that shift in our life, and so that needs our attention. So it's okay to say right now, maybe, and a lot of people would disagree with me, but maybe my health is not, I'm not going to start a new exercise program right now because the capacity for me to do that right now and also care for an aging parent or take care of someone or give attention to my business is not the exact time to do this. Doesn't mean my health, my self-care, my soul care doesn't matter. It's just not the project that I'm working on in this 90 days. Because to start a new exercise program or sign up for yoga, takes a commitment of time and energy. Eventually it might become just a part of your routine. And I think that's the misnomer we've been sold is that we can take all those areas of life and we can do something big in all of them all the time. How about we give it some harmony and break it down into smaller incremental areas and say, this 90 days, these two or three things matter. And in 90 days, I'll look at my areas again and decide which ones. Business is always going to be in there, but it can't be the only one that we're focusing on all the time.
0: Or it may be a different level of business at the time.
1: Exactly.
0: I said this in an episode a little while ago that I was at a trade show recently and someone came up to the booth. We were talking about different things. And she's like, I don't know that I want to go to the next level. And I'm like, well, then don't. Yeah, that's fine. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I'm giving you permission. Like, if you are happy where you are, you're making money, it's fulfilling your needs, and you are having a life, you don't have to grow your business any bigger. At least now, you could always decide to later. And her response was so funny, because she's like, I can? And I'm like, yes, and you are just as successful. It's a conscious decision you're making.
1: But you gave her permission, right? To say for this next year in that area of focus, I'm content. What would it feel like to be content? We're sold sometimes this bill of goods that it always has to be the next thing. And then the next thing. And if you don't have four team members and you're not doing all this business or taking it to double and triple figures, (laughs) six figures or whatever, that it's really sitting down and saying, what do I want this area of my life to be about? and writing out even a statement around that area of life. Like right now, my extended family matters to me. They're one of my areas of focus. So it is seeing my parents once a month in person, talking to them on the phone two to three times a week. I'm that specific with what it looks like for this area of my life to matter. Then I break that down into how's that going to happen? Well, I'm probably going to have to put it on my calendar. I'm going to have to think out what days can I get there? that's not going to affect my business if I plan ahead of time. And now I've got a plan for the next three to four months of how that's all going to work. Does it always come out perfectly? No. But if it gets to 80%, we've made progress, right? If it gets to that, we've made progress. So that means I'm saying no to some other things because every time we say yes to something means we are saying no to something else.
0: And the result then is a life that looks different because you've got your things planned out that are really important to you. You've identified certain, are they called values then? Needs, values, I'm not sure...
1: Yeah, the values and needs work that you had mentioned even before we started. It's one of the exercises I have in the book. It's an assessment that we have, and we have a sample of that in the book that can really get you started. And once you say these are the values, and so how do I live those values out? Like I have a value of impact, making an impact. So how do I live that value of impact out? Not only in my business, but in the relationships. How do I impact in my family? How do I impact in my friendships? Because impact is different things in different places. So I can live out that value of impact. I have a value of empathy. And I have a very dear friend walking through stage four cancer right now. And so how do I live out that value of empathy there? How do I allow time and space on my calendar to say, you know, things matter, but this matters a lot. And this value gets lived out when I say yes to the area of focus of deep friendships. That's one of my areas that matters in my life is three to four deep friendships. I can't be deep friends with 25 people, but I know that I can pour in and they would pour back into me. So that's how the values piece ties to the next level, which is the areas of focus. So we just kind of build up in layers to help you discover, who do I want to be? Going back to the sentence you read from the book, I want to live out my life from who I'm being, not what I'm doing. Like, that's just a title, you know, I'm not going to do that forever, but I'm going to be who I am forever.
0: And so the whole idea of then the real life process is... Taking that who you really are and what's important to you and integrating it into your days so that you're Mm -hmm. actually living the things that are most important to you and also getting things done and having them actually happen versus just giving it lip service, if you will. Yes.
1: And so I'm not only getting things done around my business. People that are following this process, it's like a life map. It's a place to say, Mm -hmm. I have written down and I have declared and I have stated these things matter to me. And when I need to check myself in our last component, we talk about a weekly review. And so when I need to check myself once a week for 20 or 30 minutes, I go, let me pull out my little life map here (laughs) that I've written out and let me say, oh gosh, I did so well here. Like I was leaning into that this week. But you know, this area, even though it's not my focus for the next 90 days, I don't want to let it slide so far off. So you always have kind of these stakes in the ground. And then you don't have to go start a new program every six months and go, oh, this is probably the best book I'll ever read on time management and things. And then I'll start another one and another one and another one. And we're looking for the answers out there somewhere. When I know you work with coaching too, the answers are in us. If We'll just slow down long enough and do a little bit of deeper introspective work. And then go back out in the world and do the work that we're supposed to do to build for our families and those that we love and do all the things. But we got to do the deep little bit of work internally to live it out externally.
0: Yeah, for sure. So the idea here is to enrich your life and your days with things that are the most important to you. So the process includes four, you call them components. Can you quickly review what those are for
1: us? Sure. I can. So the first component, and these don't have to be done in any order. That's why we call them components, not steps, because we want you to meet where you are. So you mentioned, like I've read through the whole book, but now I'm going to go back and read it again. We want it to be like a reference of components in some ways. And that's the way our facilitators and myself as a coach and our coaches work with people. So the first component is real life being. That's getting down into the internal self, right? What are your needs? What are your values? Do you have a life mission statement? Do you know what you're good at? Like what assessments have you taken? Enneagram, Colby, whatever. Let's capture all of those and say, this is who I am. This is a part of my being. And then what are the big rocks, the areas of focus that matter in your life? Family, business, self care, soul care, friendships, financial, recreation. The thing about the real life process is you get to name those, Sue, and you get to give them language because my language would be different than yours, right? I can give you suggestions, but you may call your business your profession or you may call it, you know, something else. So it's really living into your real life. So it's yours. So that's the first step. Second step is how do I take those areas of focus and say, in the next 90 days, this is what I need to focus on. And we do that through some mind mapping tools. We have some ways that we share in the book of how you can break that down and discover like, okay, in my business, in the next 90 days, I'm going to need to do this, 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 and this. Which one of those really is the most important? Because I can't do all of those. So there's a little discernment, a little exercise that you can figure out. Or in my life, like in the season that we're in right now, a lot of you have just spent a lot of time preparing for Christmas and getting ready. That actually is a project. And we kind of forget (laughs) that it's really a personal thing that takes up some time and space for us. And so how do I identify that this is going on? That's component number two. We call that real life action. How do I decide what I need to focus on and give it actionable steps? Then this third component is real life time. Now, this is the one that a lot of people will show up at our doorstep for. (laughs) Help me figure out what to do in my week and how to do it. And let's put out a little bit of that fire. So real life time, we talk about how to block time that matters through four different little identities that we give your time. A lot of this you're already doing, you just haven't given it language. So a present block on your calendar where you do some self-care, soul care, take care of you, personal development exercise. A people block, which we can dive into a little bit. Who are the people that matter to you and are they on your calendar? A project block, going back to those things that you decided in this 90 days you need to work on. We have to set aside some time to do those. So we have to have some blocks of project time. And then the last one we call a prep block. A prep block is where a lot of people spend all their time You know, it's answering emails, putting out fires, managing their calendar, running all their errands. If we let all of that eat up all our time, we don't get to the other three. And a lot of entrepreneurs spend all their time in prep blocks. So a lot of our time management learning is how to narrow down two to three small prep blocks a day to allow time for the bigger projects and for the relationships and for the self-care. So narrowing down prep blocks, expanding the others is a large part of that third component. And then the last component is component number four, and I call it the three R's. Do you know how to rest? This is another big one for entrepreneurs. Do you know how to take a day off? Like a complete day off? (laughs) No. (laughs) Most of us don't, nor did I. And what I mean by a day off is a day that's lived at a slower, different pace no appointments on your calendar. We were designed to have a day off. Our bodies need it. Our minds need it. Our emotions need it. Now it doesn't mean you're laying in bed all day, although that's an option. If you need it, that's an option. That's good self-care. I just mm-hmm. need to sleep all day. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But what does rest look like? What does renew look like? And that's a different kind of block of time. Renew is what do you enjoy doing? So I'd ask you, Sue, do you even have a hobby besides, I mean, you may have even started your business. Many of your creators, right? Started their business as a hobby. And now the thing they love the most that was renewing to them is a business and it's taken over their life. Right. So they need to find something different to do. And I always say it's best if it's not on screens or it's not doing what you've been doing all day. Mm -hmm. So is it riding a bike? Is it learning to create something different? doing sculpting or painting or something like that, is it something you want to do with a significant other or a spouse, like learn to play golf or whatever it is, like something that you could do for six to seven hours, that's renewing. (laughs) Six to seven hours. (laughs) And look at Sue, she's like, if you guys can see her right now, her eyes got really big, like stepping away. So what does it feel like to not be in technology? to really renew. For most people, we find that that's some type of outdoor activity because we're inside a lot. So what would it feel like to get sunshine, to walk on the beach, to walk and go hiking? And maybe you start with three to four hours, but we want to expand that. So rest, renew, and then review. How do I set aside 30 minutes a week to just review? What's my week look like going forward? what did I need to remember from this week that didn't go exactly the way I kind of mapped it out and what's the learning and takeaways that doesn't have to be a long exercise but it's important and most people find that either a Friday evening a Saturday morning over coffee I personally do my weekly review on Sunday evening after my day of rest On Sunday evening, about five o'clock, I sit down, my calendar. Sometimes it's a conversation with my husband. What's your week look like? What do you got going on? Because again, he matters. Mm -hmm. Even my adult daughter, you know, I want to make sure I'm getting together with them if I can once a week because they live close by. So I'm plugging in things for the next couple of weeks. I'm reviewing my calendar, reviewing my projects. And once you live in this lifestyle for three to six months, it just becomes natural that you think, how would I not do a weekly review? And probably most of your listeners are doing that in some way, shape, or form. It's just tweaking a little bit of these things in their calendar and going, oh, I never thought that that was a project block. I just say to myself all the time, I can't get things done. So sometimes what we're saying in our head is not really the reality When I look at some of my clients' calendars, I'm like, you're doing all these things. Let's just name them and let's get let go of the false belief that you're not living a great life because you're living a great life. Let's just tweak a few things. Yeah. So that's kind of the process in a nutshell and some great work.
0: Yeah. A couple of observations and some questions.
1: Yeah. Let's do it. The
0: review stage, I feel, is also a place for you to show grace to yourself because maybe you didn't do what you had thought you would be able to accomplish. That's okay. It's in the process and that's what you do at the end. Maybe you tweak what that task was so that it will work, or maybe it's not even relevant. Something dramatically changed in your week where it dropped to the bottom. So I see review as a great place just to look, monitor, adjust, stay on course, and have grace.
1: Yes. Yes. Grace is a huge part of that step, because say you got a phone call that something drastic happened with someone you love. Well, that you just automatically rescheduled three days. And so you're going to give grace or say, you know, one of your projects did need more attention than you thought. You do the adjustment, you give yourself grace. And I think that's an important part, Sue, because if we don't, it's still ruminating in our head for three or four more weeks, right? And now all of a sudden, it's throwing off a bunch of other things because you're still stuck on, I just didn't have a great week three weeks ago, and now everything's instead of just giving the pause of grace. So that's a great observation.
0: Thank you. <laughs> okay, so still in the living of the component, we're going to go backwards a little bit here. All right, that's fine. In the living, when you're saying rest, which is a lot of self-care. So I go out and I like to take my walks. And yeah, I listen to podcasts or audiobooks sometimes during my walks, but that's my choice. I don't have to if I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. Does that go into rest or does that go into renew? Isn't this a fascinating conversation? Perhaps it's sparking some ideas for you on how you can live your life into next year in a different, more enriched and authentic way. You're going to hear more conversation about this right after a quick break. I wanted to pause this discussion for a second to let you know that I recognize you may be feeling overwhelmed right now. I mean, I bring on great guests who are specialists in their fields, and we get into fabulous conversations that you know can help grow your business. So after the show, you have the full intention of grabbing a download, making an adjustment on your website or any number of other ideas that arise as a result of this podcast. But what happens? You get back to your other activities, and the momentum you once had gets lost. What you've planned to do is forgotten. Then you feel bad because your business is going on as usual without implementing anything that you know would help grow your business. We're just too busy doing all the things, like a robot moving from one thing to another without thinking. Because we have to. I get it. I've been there. But guess what? There is another way. Since I recognized this exact behavior in my own business, I set out to do something about it. And now, what works for me, I'm sharing with you. I formalized the process, and it's called the Inspired Daily Planner, made specifically for gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. But it's not your ordinary planner. First off, it comes with a video explaining my productivity strategy. Plus, it's not dated, so you can start using your planner the second it arrives at your doorstep. And that's not all. Included for each day is a motivational message or business-building tip and plenty of space to capture and book in time for to-dos, schedule appointments, and all those other ideas that are now getting lost. Think of it as a book and a planner all in one, yet compact enough to carry with you and resource as necessary. It's the perfect solution to truly act and move your business forward. Go to giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash inspired to get your hard copy planner along with my power of purpose video that will set you on the path for true business growth. This makes a great gift too. So if you have a biz bestie, pick up a planner for them too. That link again is giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash inspired. Okay, let's get back to the show.
1: Well, that to me actually falls in that present block time that you're doing every day. So Mm. we kind of work with our clients to have a present block on a daily basis, right? So that would be your walks and your personal development. So you're combining exercise and personal development because you're listening to a podcast or an audio book while you're walking. So that's all part of having a block of time every day that you're present to your own self-care rest to me in the real life living piece is actually a day where you're kind of stepping back from work or again, and your eyes are going to get big when I say this six to seven hours and saying, I'm going to rest today. I'm going to, maybe if I love to cook, I'm going to cook a great meal. I might have some friends over. We're just going to relax together. I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to go out to dinner. I'm just going to take a day off. And that is something that is so renewing because many times in that day off, you'll have a great idea because you've stepped away from being in the weeds. That is so true. I mean, sometimes on my day of rest, I go out and work in my yard and I work on my flower beds and I love to just weed out the fl- Now I'm still being productive, right? I'm doing something I love to do, but my mind is in a different space and it feels so restful for me to get off the Zoom calls, out of the creative, out of the content creation, out of all the things we do in our businesses, and to just be in a different space. Many times there's just something that drops into my head of, oh, that's the solution to that problem. Mm-hmm. That's how I want to handle that. That's a new vision I want to create. That's a new thing that's going to go on my someday list. But we don't get there unless we rest right into something.
0: Totally agree with that. But so then how is that different from Renew? Because you might enjoy a hobby that you've put in your rest, Mm -hmm. but you said hobbies Renew.
1: Well, it is a small distinguish. Mm -hmm. What I'm looking for to encourage people that want to change this lifestyle is that you have both. You have times where you're really checking out and then you have times where Renew sometimes is learning something new, right? Like I want to learn something new. Maybe I want to learn a new language. Maybe I want to learn to do a different hobby. It just has a small distinguish. It's going to still feel restful. So let's go back to the old idea of having a weekend. A what? (laughs) A what, right? Because we can work from home and we can work anytime we want as entrepreneurs, we don't give boundaries to our days. So just identifying that I want, and for me, I want my Saturday to be a there's not an appointment on my calendar it is white space. It is margin galore. So if I want to get up late and linger over coffee and read through all the emails that I love to read from my friends like you and just really spend time, you know, just in that inbox, just reading all the stuff or reading the newspaper or reading a good book out on my porch or getting in my hot tub, like what will bring life back into me? hmm And I do it at a different pace. And then the rest day is just a little bit different in. So it's thinking about that old weekend that we used to get when everything was closed down on the weekend and we made choices because there was nowhere to go or nothing to do. So we renewed ourselves and we rested the Saturday, Sunday kind of rhythm. Now, for some of you people, it might be a Sunday, Monday or a Tuesday, Wednesday, and they don't even have to be back to back. Although I think there's something that feels good about a different couple of days. And then I'm back in again and then a different couple of days. So it's the rhythm, behavior, and routine of this flow that we can get from renewal and rest.
0: Right. And I'm thinking that some of our listeners are like, I can't do that. I have orders every day. Orders are expected to go out every day. And I'm a one woman show. So every time there's an order, I've got to flip and turn it around right away. I've come to find your customers understanding you can also teach your customers what to expect.
1: Yeah, that's what I would say to Sue, if I was coaching with someone who said, but I can't do that. The question I would ask is why? Mm-hmm. Because like, we have an assessment that we do for the Enneagram and the needs and values. And we have it written, if someone purchases those that you can explain to your clients, it's a 24 hour turnaround Monday through Friday. And people know that if you're a kind of small business owner, you're showing them that you have great boundaries around your business. For that reason, you're going to be around a long time (laughs) because you have good boundaries, whereas so many people burn out because, you know, or how can we create a better system and process so that you don't have to ship on the weekends? Or that, you know, there's something in place that somebody else ships for you on Saturday and Sunday so that you can have that. So is that the higher that you need to make to give yourself that margin as the CEO and business owner of your business so that you can be at your best creative self? So there's a lot of things that over time, you're not going to do this all at once. Over time, you make small incremental steps Mm -hmm. to live differently. You didn't get her overnight. That's what I said. It took me three or four years in small incremental steps to develop my process and say, this works.
0: And I think you need the time to get there too. You do. You
1: can't devote
0: weeks and weeks, 100% devoted time and get there. You need to put in those weeks and months to see how it evolves
1: small incremental steps. Yeah. And that's why we look at the components and say, which component, if I'm working with a client privately, I'm kind of like, which feels truest for you that we need to look at? Is it the rest and renew piece? Is it the time piece? Is it down in the needs and values? So you can start anywhere in the process. Yes, it would work great if we built it from the ground up, but it's kind of like, where are you at right now? What is really your most pressing place that you need to lean into? And that's why you can go back in the book and just reread a chapter and say, this is where I'm going to start. This is where Mm -hmm. I'm going to dive in. This feels the best right now.
0: Yeah. And getting some small wins along the way feels really good.
1: Yes. So important.
0: Yeah, just for your psyche and to keep your momentum going and continuing. All right. So now we're going back to component three. And we're not hitting all of these because it's the holidays. <laughs> I want you guys to get out and do other things besides listening. Yes,
1: and we're going to talk about that. Yeah. And
0: if you're listening and it's not the holidays, all of this just incorporates into your life. So we're giving yes. ideas for the holidays, but it can be for any day for sure. So when you talk about the blocks, one final observation, and then we're going to get into the fun stuff, okay? Okay. Again, the blocks are present people, project, and prep. And I find it fascinating that prep is last because you'd always expect prep to be right at the first, like that's the beginning. Mm -hmm. But to your point, emails, all these things, all these tasks that have become so routine for us to do, I've had to go back and look at myself and say, does the result of doing that task even matter? Mm. And by doing that, I filtered out a lot of things that have just been on my calendar and my routine. And I find, you know what, they mattered at one time, they don't matter now, or I can do it a different way. Or it takes way more time than the result. It's not worth it. Wow, that's awesome. And weed things out. And so I think that also sits in prep just for analysis as we're all going through and thinking about this Mm -hmm. for ourselves.
1: I often talk about the time blocks as if you've been on an airplane, you know, they tell you to put on your own oxygen mask first and then take care of your baby, your elderly person, those next to you. That is actually the present block and the people block lived out, right? So I need to take care of me or I'm no good to anyone right? So I have to be in good health. I have to be in good mental. You know, this goes into some of that Enneagram work of body, mind and emotions, right? Like I need to regulate me and be in a good space before I can give my best to those I care about, which is the people block. Mm -hmm. So that's why I encourage people, if you're building out your ideal week, put in your present blocks first Then put in the people blocks that you want to have in the next week. And some of those may be repetitive, like every Friday night's a date night for my husband and I, that's a people block every Friday night. So I can put that in from now till whenever in Google or whatever you use, put in the people blocks, what you'd like for them to be. Now we've got present, our own care. We've got our people now put in the projects, the big things you're doing both personally and professionally we recommend two to three projects every 90 days. So, you know, every 90 days you're kind of reviewing, but you have time blocked out an hour and a half, two hours to work on those projects. So, and then the preps go in between those and then make sure you have white space, Mm -hmm. just place that isn't claimed by anything because we know (laughs) Dave Ramsey says, Murphy's moving in. There's going to be something that happens. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, right? He's always outside the door yeah, <laughs> somewhere. There's going to
1: be something. <laughs> yeah. Software doesn't work. Orders don't process. Things don't go through that you have to give some attention to. Yeah. Plus, the reason for the white space, and I talk about this in the book, that's where the moments that matter will happen.
0: Ooh. That's where you
1: linger in a conversation with a team member or a client or a customer or your spouse or your adult kids or your kids that are you're taking care of at home and maybe homeschooling. That's where you have the margin to linger. And I can guarantee you most of those white space moments where you get to linger will be with people. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, this matters. I need to slow down enough to listen. Right. Like my kid just came home from school and they need me listen. Right. Or my spouse just called and they need me to listen. And I've got the margin, Mm -hmm. the white space to do that. So that's how we kind of work with time in that way and how we order a calendar.
0: Yeah. So I'm thinking at the place we're at right now, Christmas Eve day, Mm-hmm. moving into the following week. Now, we all don't have your book yet, haven't gone through the process, because it takes some thinking and some wor- you it's know hot. worksheet planning and all of that to get that in. But I feel like we can offer an idea for everybody to think of using right mm-hmm. now. And that is, you tell me differently if I'm wrong, Teresa, okay? But as you're going into whatever your plans are for Christmas Eve, even if you find yourself alone with a special book you know that you're going to enjoy, or you're with family, you still have that crazy aunt that gets on your nerves all the time, or you're like, you know, whatever your situation is, whether it's tonight, moving into Christmas, moving into New Year's, mm-hmm. to the people block is be present in that moment and capture all the value and the good feeling that it can give you. Because I know for me... So frequently I'm going through the motions because I've got to get the food on the table and soon we're going to unwrap and the dog is doing something crazy. And, like, and I'm missing a conversation with somebody who's mm-hmm. very special
1: to me. So good. And, you know, the holidays give us this opportunity because we are kind of stepping back. For many of your listeners, you know, they've met all the deadlines, they've got all the orders out, and now they've got kind of this golden week maybe that they're saying, I want to put some stuff in here that really is meaningful. Whether it's today on Christmas Eve, tomorrow on Christmas, or throughout this whole week that they'll have ahead of them or, you know, New Year's weekend, whatever it is. And so how you can kind of approach this is just take a few minutes and say, who do I want to spend time with this week? Who does matter? Like it matters to go to this Christmas event or this dinner, or I have some high school friends that many times they'll come home. I'm 61, but I still got high school friends who come home to see their parents. And I still live within an hour or two of my home. So we'll plan a dinner together Mm -hmm. to get together and go out to a nice dinner and catch up with one another. What would that feel like to lean into that and to say, this matters to me to be with these people for a couple of hours, even if I only get to do it once a year how could I invite them to my home or do that? Who do I want to have in my home? Where do I want to go? Who would I want to go out to dinner with? Who would I want to have coffee with? It doesn't mean you pack your whole week, but what are the three to four really meaningful people? Because you still have time. Even if you're listening to this on Christmas Eve, you still have time to call somebody up for a next Friday coffee right? or a New Year's Eve get together for lunch or whatever. The other thing I think could be helpful for people is what are the boundaries you want to have? So I'm going to talk about some difficult things because you mentioned the crazy ant, right? So what are some boundaries you can have about even hard places you may know are important for you to show up with these people because they're family or they're friends, but you go in knowing I'm going to be there for two hours and then it's okay that I left it's okay that I gave myself permission to go, you know, this is important for me to be there and my presence matters and I want to show up because I care, but it's okay for me to know when I want to go home and to pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. Or it's okay for you to say, I only need to bring this amount of food (laughs) to the occasion. I don't have to bring the whole meal. So a lot of the work that we get into sometimes with clients around time, especially the people block is boundaries. And that sounds like deep work, but holidays are some of the most stressful times for people because they don't go into some of the holiday occasions with boundaries. Yes, I'm saying yes to this, but with this, and maybe that's a conversation you have to have with a spouse or a significant other or your children to say, we're going to, you know, Aunt Susie's, sorry if your name is Susie, but we're going to Aunt Susie's. Hey,
0: Teresa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> From one to four, and then we're leaving because we want to go to Aunt Mary's house at six. This is one of the things that I hear the most about at the holidays is just deciding the schedule, <laughs> Of where we're going to show up and what we're going to do. The other thing I think you mentioned, and I'll throw this in there too, is what if you're alone at the holidays? What if you don't have that place to go? How can you reframe spending Christmas Eve or Christmas Day and it is a present block? It is a, I get to take care of me. So I'm going to take myself out to dinner, or I'm going to plan an in-home spa day for myself, or I'm going to be purposeful in what that day is. And think today about Christmas Eve, or Christmas day or new year's Eve, cause you know, you don't have plans. So how can you make that a take care of self day or invite someone else that you know? That might be alone and how would you want to spend it with somebody else that maybe is a new friendship that will evolve in 2023?
0: I love that. Or reach out and help others.
1: Yeah. Or volunteer somewhere. Yeah. That's part of people blocks too is how do you want to volunteer into your community and be so maybe there's somewhere you could serve or volunteer on either one of those weekends. So just some ways to, I think a big word that I lean into is pre-decide. That's a big part of the process is when you pre-decide how things will be, may not come out exactly that way, but at least you've put in the intention to say, I can do my holidays according to my boundaries and still be super loving to the people that I want to lean into. And yeah, so it's that pre-decision piece of just taking some time to think ahead of time.
0: Beautiful. I love that. And we can all do that right now. Yes. For in our day-to-day, tomorrow, this week, or the future, whenever it is.
1: It's a part of life. It's pre-decided.
0: Yeah, so that's one thing. And I cannot let you go without talking about one more really special
1: thing. Sure, let's do it.
0: And that is your extraordinary moments. Yeah. Share with everybody what you do in like four years now, almost five, not sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, part of my story, and if you pick up the book, you'll read a part of my story. The first three chapters talk about a very difficult season in our life about five years ago when we lost our adult son at 30 years old to addiction. And that really reshaped. A lot of you know just how i was living my life and really began i was already doing some pretty deep internal work but and so about four months after that happened during that next spring i was like you know what what do i want to notice about each and every day because there's got to be good things in each and every day so what do i want to notice about each and every day and so I began to just take a picture of something every day that was like, you know, this is a great moment right here. Today, my picture is going to be on the day that we're recording this a plate of peanut butter cookies with kisses in the middle that someone left on my table in my office. Now, that's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, it is. (laughs) And so it's just the littlest of things. It Mm -hmm. could be a conversation, it could be a relationship. It could be a picture of a flower from my flower garden. And then I just write a little something about it. So I think today is 1520 days that I have done this practice of gratitude, really, is what it's become. And so for me, it's become a spiritual practice of just saying there is something good in every single day, even when you think you can't find it but if I don't have the margin, if I don't have the pause to just stop. So when those plate of cookies were here this morning, I'm like, this could be it. This could be the moment. And I need to notice that and be grateful and thankful for the friend who, to be honest, I haven't seen in a long time, but she wanted me to sign some books for her that she bought for Christmas gifts. And I left them on the table and she came in and brought me a plate of cookies. And I'm like, she used to bring me cookies years ago when we worked together. And I'm like, you know, I just took the pause and just Held that moment and said, This is really cool. So now that I've done it for so long, I look for them. And that's my phrase every ordinary day has an extraordinary moment. You just have to look for it. Mm-hmm. And it's part of that awareness that we can build to live from a place of rest, not rush. And it changes your mindset to say, There's good things about today. Everything's not on fire, the world is not falling apart. There's goodness in every single day.
0: Absolutely. And I would love all of us to take on that idea, that mindset of look for those things in your day. Maybe we'll have some people start doing what you're doing and posting it. Yeah.
1: I have people that have done it in their own way and it's just become, and the other beautiful thing is I have these beautiful pictures of each and every day that tell a story. When I go look in my photos, I can remember those moments again and again, both through Facebook, which is where I do the post and Instagram. I do it in both places and also just through my own photo album. It's so fun to relive really what are small moments. And for entrepreneurs, we forget to do that. We just go to the next thing. Well, that went well. That sales was good. Those things were, and we're on to the next thing. Yep. And so it's the pause that makes the difference.
0: And I find this too, that if I'm looking and really enjoying and being very present in my moment, it's such a deep reward. Inside, you feel it inside.
1: It just slows it down a little bit.
0: But you have to be conscious of it and recognize it as such, not just do the action and go on to the next thing. You have to take it in. Yeah,
1: top of mind. Yeah, top of mind. Absolutely. So good.
0: So we've reviewed a lot about the real life process already. If you want to add anything else about that, please do. And then let's also talk about your book for a second right as we're closing up here.
1: Sure. Well, I think we've covered a lot. And so we've given enough. And I just encourage you to lean into right now in this holiday, in this first even week of the new year, what do you want it to be different? how would you like to, this is always that time where we do the balcony work and we get up there and we kind of look at it all. But what small, small piece, encourage you, if you haven't got the book, go to dowhatmattersbook.com and you can find out all the ways about the book. You can actually, yeah, just find out, get the free resources. We have a lot of free resources that go with the book. So thank you, Sue, for allowing me to be in this conversation. So good.
0: This has been wonderful, Teresa. Thank you for showing up on such a special day with such great information.
1: Mm. Happy holidays, everyone.
0: Yes, happy holidays. What a gift this can be, to live out your life from who you are being, not what you are doing. It's a whole new approach to living, one that's true to your inner values so you can spend your days balanced with all that's truly the most important. I encourage you to get Teresa's book. I'll be honest, I thought I knew myself, but when prompted to answer some questions, I needed some time to really reflect before I could answer. Give this gift to yourself. Her book can be found at www.thereallifeprocess.com. And heads up, there's only one L in real life. And of course, the link is in the show notes page too. Finally, I wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah because this year they land together. I'll be back with you again next week, which will be New Year's Eve Day, where I have yet another special episode lined up for you. Once again, Merry Christmas! Before you move on to your next activity today, make sure to get your name on the list for at least one Gift Biz Bash. You can see dates for the upcoming sessions and get signed up over at giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash bash. And if you're enjoying the podcast and would like to show support, a rating and review is always fabulous because it helps get the show seen by more makers. It's a great way to pay it forward. And there's another way where you can get something tangible in return for your support too. Visit my merch shop for a wide variety of inspirational items, like mugs, journals, water bottles, and more featuring logos, images, and quotes to inspire you throughout your day. Makes a great gift, too. And we've just added some new products for the season to the shop. Turnaround is quick, and the quality is top-notch. Nothing but the best for you! take a look at all the options at giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash shop. All proceeds from these purchases helps go to offset the cost of producing the show. And now, be safe and well, and I'll see you again next time on the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast.